Welcome back to the AIM Podcast. Today we sit down with special guest, Matthew Williams, founder of FroPro. And in this episode, we talk about his powerful, powerful story of using all the experiences he's had in life, the highs and the lows, to ultimately build and shape his brand. Not only will you hear his really powerful message, but you're also going to hear about the story of how he started FroPro from an idea and a passion to growing it into being a very successful brand with tons of momentum heading into this year. Let's dive right into this episode with Matthew Williams. Matt, thank you so much for coming on the AIM podcast. Absolutely, man. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing well, man. How are you doing? Ah, fantastic. Very, very excited to uh, be on the show and, you know, connecting, having connected with you as well as ending the year with something that I enjoy doing, which are podcasts and like, you know, talking to people and connecting. So thanks for having me on. Absolutely, man. No, we're, we're super grateful that you would come on the show. And uh, yeah, I mean, I've, I've really enjoyed getting to know you um, these last few weeks and connecting. And I think one thing you can, it's safe to say, you know, the first time we connected, I felt like there was a lot of positive energy um, in our conversations. And it's fun when you meet someone and you can, you can kind of resonate and relate to someone else's energy. So man, it's, it's right. super exciting to have you on and, and would love to just dive into your story and all the cool things you're doing with FroPro. Absolutely, man. Rock and roll. Let's do it. Cool, man. Yeah, I think, you know, today, Obviously, you have a very powerful story. And, you know, one thing that I really respect about you and admire is how you embrace the story and the things that you've gone through to help build your brand, your personal brand, obviously the FroPro brand and everything you present in life. And so, man, I would I would love to really dive into that because I think a lot of people go through things, highs and lows, and sometimes we get scared to embrace them and use them to better ourselves and better the people around us. And so, you, I think you honestly are the perfect example of someone who has done that to a really high degree. And I have a lot of respect for, for all you've done. It's very kind of you to say, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, man, absolutely. Um, so yeah, I would love to just kind of jump in, I mean, I would love to hear more about your kind of upbringing and, and kind of just kind of work, our, work your way through your story. Yeah, absolutely. So um, Matt Williams, thanks for having me on the show. Uh, and yeah, basically I, I, you know, I grew up in a great town, had a great family um, you know, made a lot of choices that, you know, played sports, did a lot of pretty typical stuff that, you know, you grow up in a small town, you grow up in any town you do. Um, and, you know, a lot of that, you know, go to college, I kind of followed the protocol. I have two older brothers, you know, did what I was supposed to do, go to college, um, and, you know, explored some different options in that, you know, languages and traveling and having a lot of fun and, you know, kind of partying in places that, uh, you know, one would kill to party in and, and, and experience like some, some certain life things. And, you know, it got to a point where, you know, uh, post-college and career and trying to figure out, I was a teacher and a coach and I love kind of like this aspect of connecting with people and working with young, you know, young, the, the youth, you know, had a lot of positive mentors in my life and, you know, the, you know, there was like two sides, right. There's, there's like Mr. Williams, teacher, coach. And then there was, you know, myself that like in my private time and, you know, I used to bartend and I used to, you know, wait tables and I used to do all these other things and be in the restaurant business. And, you know, if you've ever worked in the restaurant business, I mean, it's not necessarily everyone, but, you know, you usually have a, um, you have access to a lot of things and people that, you know, can get, you know, you to another level of, I would say partying and enjoyment. And, uh, you know, I overindulged and I overserved myself and, you know, a lot of people that I was hanging around with, you know, became younger and younger because the people that were my age were growing up and getting married and having kids, and, you know, um, 
I had a lot of run-ins, a lot of consequences, and a lot of unfortunate events from my decision-making um, regarding alcohol and drugs. And, you know, it was it was years of battle. It was years of challenge, um, you know, years of heartache for my family and friends and loved ones that were nearest to me. And unfortunately, you know, I pushed a lot of people away because, you know, I didn't think I had a problem. And um, yeah, you know, finally it all it had crashed together a couple of times, but when like the two worlds collided, I was 28 years old. I was teaching in a really great school, coaching in a really great school down in South Florida. And I literally, you know, I blew everything up um, and, you know, got a DUI and wasn't one of my first and wasn't, you know, one of the most serious consequences, but serious and ended up in, you know, the prison down the street as, you know, arrested by the Boca PD, locked up. And, you know, it was the first like real experience of, you know, holy shit, like, you know, what am I doing here? And, you know, I had a couple of slaps on the wrist. I had a couple of people, you know, kind of come to my rescue and, you know, help me out of certain situations. But, you know, unfortunately, at, you know, 28 years old, it was, you know, I pretty much, I pretty much tired everybody else out. And at that point, you know, um, I kind of came to and was like, I'm sick and tired of being sick and tired. Uh, and I don't know who I was talking to. I just kind of was in, you know, jumpsuited in general population and being like, what am I doing? You know, um, that's when things changed for me. I was 28 years old. It was May uh, 15th of 2010. And uh, yeah, everything kind of changed from that point. You know, a lot of work and a lot of things in between, but it was kind of like the restart of my life at, you know, 28 years old, walking out of jail, being like, I need help. I'm an alcoholic. I'm an addict. And I finally sought out the help. I finally, you know, surrendered and and asked for some guidance. And um, I had a lot of people that were like, you know, for lack of a better word, they're like, yeah, no shit, man. We've been waiting for this call. Like, thankfully, you didn't die and you didn't kill yourself and you didn't kill anybody else. And, you know, it's going to be a long road. But like the people that were surrounding me were sober or doing the right thing. And they said, you know, as long as you follow a couple suggestions and you, you know, you kind of change how you operate. Um, life will get better for you. And I believe that. I believe that, you know, from their story and their challenges and their, you know, come overcoming like tragedy. Like one guy I always just says, like, you know, I took my tragedy and turned it into a triumph. And mm. he was able to help a lot of people and he helped me a great deal. Um, but it allowed me to really essentially start over, ask questions and, you know, kind of, for lack of a better word, shut up and listen and just kind of do what people told me to do. Um, so I try to summarize that as quickly as I can, you know, obviously there's a lot of more, like we talked, like, you, you know, you want to say there's a lot more challenges. There was a lot more ups and downs, but, you know, while doing all that, you know, I was facing one to three years in jail, um, a year of probation, you know, anything that could have gone wrong, uh, you know, was let was, it was pretty much told to me like, Hey, if you don't do this, this is going to be the consequence. And, you know, I had to really kind of like dig in and say, okay, you know, I don't want it to be my life. I don't want to end up like the guy, you know, who's, you know, 40 something in and out of jail, still drinking, still crashing cars, relying on his family or relying on anybody else to get me out of a gym. And it's time to really like admit and, you know, admitting I was an alcoholic and an addict was, it took years, you know, I, I my first brush with like a serious consequence, I was like, Hey, what do people do? And they're like, Oh, they go to this fellowship. And I went and I, was there for three days and I heard people talking about their experiences and I was like, man, these people are crazy. I'm not like them. It took another seven years for me to do what they had been talking about. And then some, um, and be like, wow, I'm truly an alcoholic. I'm truly an addict. And I have literally destroyed my life because of, you know, ego entitlement, um, and all these things that I wasn't raised 
like, you know, my parents are incredible people. My brothers, no one in my family is like me. I just stepped over a line and, you know, it was really hard to get back until I was finally beaten bad enough. So, um, you know, that led me to, you know, asking for help and coming out into the world and be like, what do I want to do? Cause no school was going to, no school was going to rehire me. They're like, Hey, you're a really great guy, but this isn't a really good look. This is a prestigious school. They're like, you know, you're already not coming back because you chose to go back. I wanted to go back to New York and kind of go back to the city and Connecticut and just do that, like different territories of like, I'll do stuff here, mess up, go here, mess up, go here, mess up. But like, you know, eventually you come around the same people or some of the people that you kind of offended or hurt. And they're like, dude, like, we don't want you here. You know, like we're, you're a great guy when you're not drinking. You're a great guy when you're not doing really dumb stuff and making poor decisions. And, you know, Unfortunately, like I said, I was given the opportunity to change my life um, and to do some things that were entirely different than the way I would do, was doing them. And again, it uh, it was a blessing. So that's kind of like where my story led me and starting over at 28 years old and sitting here talking to you, uh, you know, about to be 2023. And, you know, I'll be, man, how old am I? I'm, I'm 41. I'm going to be 42 next year. And I'm sitting in an office. Um, of a business that, you know, was created from getting sober and starting over again. And, you know, again, just being at a place where it's like, I had no idea I would have had this opportunity. And if you told me, like you hear people say, if you had told me 12 years ago, I'd be sitting here talking to you or uh, sharing my experience, strength and hope in order to help someone, I'd be like, that's the effing dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, why would I do that? Number one. And you know, but this is kind of why I feel like a lot of the things that I've been given in my life is the purpose of giving back. And the first, I will tell, I, you know, honestly, again, like you're a young guy, but when I was getting sober, 28, 29, 30, I was very ashamed. I was very embarrassed. Um, I had a lot of guilt. I, I was very resentful at myself and I had a lot, I had to do a lot of work. And, you know, my first real public kind of admission right again this is not regarding my you know my fellowship and kind of what i do for my program but my first kind of chance to share this with the world was very public um and it was like through chance encounter of meeting someone who's like i'm doing this video project and you know we want to tell this really cool story and i had met that person and they had come back because someone said you got to talk to matt we did this like great thing and it was this really cool public admission of like, Hey, I was an alcoholic and an addict and have been for a long time. And at the age of 28, I started over again. And what's crazy is I started running and doing all the things that I used to do, but starting to feel better. And like, actually being like, Oh, you know, I like pushing myself. I like having goals and half marathons and marathons and iron, you know, the, to do the half Ironman and to do anything that was out there that was like challenging, like when obstacle courses were, were huge, but you know, I basically made this really cool video and it got a lot of, I don't say hype, but it got a lot of like support behind it. Um, and we placed in the top three and then we won this whole competition and I was running the New York city marathon and it literally the commercial aired for, um, you know, on national television and it was crazy. And, and again, yeah, <laughs> media moves so fast these days. So it was like cool for like 15 minutes. Um, <laughs> but it gave me the access to reconnect with a lot of people that were like, Hey man, like I was literally with my family or I was, you know, I had the marathon in the background and the first commercial that clipped on was yours. And I was like, Holy shit. Like I thought this guy was dead. You know, like 
know, or I, you know, Hey, thank you for being so honest. My brother is hurting or my sister is hurting or my, you know, my dad is struggling or my mom is struggling. And I got to really talk with a lot of people. And I was like, man, and I was nervous about that because I didn't want anybody to be like, you know, you know, that's bullshit, Matt. Like, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm protecting, you know, the anonymity of the program and not bringing it into, you know, any type of media, but like, I could be honest about my story and my story became a, a way to, you know, someone basically said, if you can help one person or you can change the course of some person's thought process or direction that they're going or help a loved one of a person struggling, that's all that really matters. And you've been given that, you know, you've been saved and given that opportunity to do so. So either do that, you know, because it's a gift or, you know, essentially, you know, uh, waste or squander that like you've done other things in your life. So yeah, that's like <laughs> kind of the most condensed version I can give it because I know we're on limited time. Um, I hope that's kind of that answers your questions from start to finish of how I got here. Um, and then we yeah. can kind of, yeah. It's incredible, man. No, I, I appreciate you sharing all that. I really do. And I think, I think a couple of things you hit on there. One, the power of turning your, your tragedy into a triumph. And the other part of that too, is like, what I don't, I don't think I fully realized being this young, but I'm starting to, as I get older and have more conversations and meet more people is how there's so many people that can resonate with your story in some degree, whether it's personally or someone they know, a loved one, a friend, like there's things that you've gone through that you are now empowered to speak on and share that can touch so many people. And like you said, if you can touch one person at a time, that's a win. But I think what you're able to do is, is to touch so many lives. And so, you know, for someone listening that may be dealing with something similar or have gone through it, like I would, I'm really curious to know more about your mindset, how you made that shift from being kind of in a very tricky, challenging situation, but to ultimately decide internally, I know you had, you, you referenced all this great support you had, which is amazing, but at some point there was an internal decision to change your mindset, to move on to a more positive life. What did that process look like mentally? I mean, it was, you know, you hear, I'm sure you've heard it. Like I had to hit a bottom, right. And that was a bottom uh, for me. I got hit bottom before in a couple different ways, but the last bottom that I hit was emotional, physical, financial, spiritual. It was like bankruptcy on all levels for me. Um, and it was like, you know, to the point of, you know, again, I don't want to be as dark, uh, but this is part of my story to where like when I got out and I would had made a phone call to my buddy who was sober and I was like, I need help. And he was like, I got you and made the call to my mom. And, you know, this is one of the changing points as well is when I called my mom and she said, I love you very much. Um, if you need anything, please call your brothers. I can't, I can't do this anymore. And I was like, I wish you the best. I love you. And, and basically hung up the phone. I was like, wow. I was like, my behavior, my actions have devastated my mother to the point of not wanting to be able to talk to me, even though I knew she loved me. And the thought of like people that I had steamrolled, like my two little brothers dropping everything and their families to come down here and help me to when I got picked up and I was coming home, the thought of like, I'm going to kill myself because I'm a failure and I've hurt my family to the point of, you know, in my mind, there's no recovery here. There's no, they, they'll never forgive me. They'll never love me again. I, I'm never going to be invited to anything. You know, I, I'm never going to be a teacher again. I'm never going to be a coach again. And I had all these like negative thoughts to where, you know, I could, when I could, when I spoke to somebody that was sober, they were like, listen, you know, it, I know it sucks right now. And I know what you're thinking. And I can tell you that if you follow a few simple suggestions and you change your mindset and you, you know, follow some suggestions, um, your life will improve. I can't guarantee those things will come back, but I will be able to tell you that, you know, you won't want to 
um, consume alcohol and drugs anymore. And you're, you know, you'll, you'll find a, a new belief and a new faith and something greater than yourself. Hopefully that'll help you kind of move forward. So um, I, I, I really, from the beginning, believe the people because in the past people were like, man, why can't you stop doing what you're doing? Why do you, why do you always like you build things up and tear things down and other shoes going to drop? And when I heard, when I, when I heard people's stories of you know losing loved ones or kids or, you know, significant others and not drinking and, and, and overcoming some challenging sicknesses. And, you know, in my mind, you know, when my father died, I was a young guy and I blamed and used that, like how selfish I was. Like I used his dying of cancer as like, well, if your dad died of cancer, you drink like I did, like how selfish and self-centered I was. But in my mind, I was rationalizing what my behavior was because I couldn't explain it any other way. Mm-hmm. And people being like, you're a scared little boy and your rationalizations and generalizations and how you do things are out of pure ego and selfishness. And I was like, that was like a punch to the face and the gut. And it was the truth. And I think for me is, you know, taking those suggestions and taking some, you know, necessary steps and kind of overhauling. I was like a morning guy. So it's like, you know, adding some things to my morning routine that I had never done before, you know, started to change the way I interacted with people and how I carried myself throughout the day. And um, it became kind of the center center point of my life is I believed in I believed in the people and other people that had done it until I was able to believe in something greater than myself. And then kind of working through that and going through a set of, um, you know, going through a set of, you know, suggestions or steps or whatever you want to call them. Um, and, and then providing a service and, and helping others, you know, and, and, and being in the service-based industry and not taking, 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 and, and always being available. And I didn't think I would ever have anything to offer anybody ever again. Like I was like, I'm done. This is it. Um, and, and that, and, and that was like that roller coaster in the first like year or two is like, you know, I'm looking at my buddies are law firms back home and married and their second kid and buying houses. And I'm like, at this point, I'm like 20, 28, 29, 30. And I'm like, just trying to learn how to live, live life again as like a human being. Um, and, you know, I, I, I often compared myself and I offered felt less than you know, it was in that, that pity and that self, you know, generated fear and that soul sickness. And, you know, I had a lot of work to do. And again, I don't often end up there anymore. Um, and being a sober man and, and being in this community and, and being able to help others and do this and, and share my experience, strength and hope um, has provided me with, you know, it helps me stay sober, but it also hopefully helps somebody else. And, you know, again, like the younger generation, like yourself, like, you know, you, you seem like you got a good head on your shoulders and like, you know, you're a nice guy and I kind of watch how you interact and like you do social media and I'm like, you know, almost kind of like, you know, in the nicest way, like fuck this kid for knowing how, <laughs> for knowing how to do this right off the rip, you know, and, and having it, but being so proud and, 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 and knowing that like, man, like it's so cool to watch. And it's just like, you know, everybody has a story and everybody has, you know, a journey and like you're helping people with, how you live your life and it's an example based thing and 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 i'll and i'll say this one of my mentors says he's like be a lighthouse not a foghorn and i know i'm talking a lot right now because it's a podcast i love it but his whole purpose of that is you know live by example you know you're gonna get you know storms are gonna crash into you waves are gonna crash into you you know you, you continuously ground yourself and build your foundation and stay strong in the midst of you know people coming and going uh you know successes failures love loss 
And, you know, it's going to be hard. It's going to be challenging. Um, but you stay strong and you stand there and, and, and you do the best that you can with what you're given. And, you know, uh, you know, chances are life is going to be pretty, pretty remarkable uh, and better than we ever thought it could be. 100%, man. You know, I'm I'm super, super grateful um, to be able to do this podcast because what it's allowed me to do is have these conversations with people that, you know, traditionally are older than I am that have had more experiences and have more knowledge. And, you know, just to be able to absorb that and to, you know, follow a leader like you, someone who is doing cool things, it's been uh, a huge blessing. And hopefully, you know, our audience can take from it as well and learn from from people like you that are able to give back in, in such a gracious way. But I would love to talk about this kind of transitional period in your life where you put yourself in a position to start a business, um, kind of the early stages of pro pro, how you got the idea and what that looked like when you were like, all right, let's go. It's time to do something. I've got this idea. I'm ready to make it happen. So, yeah, uh, I started, I was doing some side, some side jobs and some families that knew my situation down here gave me some opportunities. So I, you know, if I accomplished what they needed me to in their office or whatever setting, I was kind of training on the side trying to get back into the fitness and the coaching and that, that whole aspect of it. Cause I wasn't, you know, no one's really hiring somebody that's like, you know, thankfully I wasn't a felon, but like no one was really hiring someone with like my resume <laughs> at the time. So uh, yeah, I just, you know, down in South Florida, the buses aren't really like <laughs> the best. So it's, you're pretty much either walking, biking or running to wherever you need to be. And I kind of had like a central location where, you know, I started to be able to train and some of the families that like, oh, Mr. Williams, you're still here and knew my situation. Oh, can you still work with my kid or can you tutor a mentor? Because I was a teacher and I, I started doing that. But kind of when you're around and, you know, didn't have a lot of money, I just literally went in my pantry. I like threw some stuff together, put it in a bag and like away I went on my bike. And, you know, down in Florida, you pack a bag, a plastic bag in a bag with stuff because it can rain five minutes so you can get soaked and then you need to change your clothes. Like it's one of those things. And I was like, I need something that I can eat that again, won't spoil or get ruined. And, you know, I started making these like little peanut butter snack bar bites and I was traveling with them. And, you know, one of the clients I was uh, working with was like, I want to try that. And I was like, Hey, you got to ask your mom, like peanut butter in it. And I don't want, <laughs> as a teacher, you know, I know about allergies and whatnot. And, and she's like, yeah, no, she can have it. Try it. Oh my God, it's so good. And like, mom was like, is that good for you? I said, of course, like it has this, this, this. She's like, wow, my, my kid doesn't eat anything like this and it's good for her. Oh, okay. What do you call it? And I was like, nothing, you know? And she was like, and she, and she was in, you know, she was in like, you know, event planning and marketing and PR. And she's like, huh. She's like, do you know how to make it? Did you make it for me? And I said, sure. And I like went her cabinet and like threw stuff together. And I was like, this is what it is. She's like, wow, that's great. What do you call it? I said, again, I don't have a name. And, and I, she said, well, do you just like take it out? I said, no, I take it. Like you can eat it as is, or you can put it in the fridge or the freezer and, and go from there. And so I was like frozen. I'd like it better frozen because it's like, I like cold things. I'm like, even, even like, like my, if you bring home leftovers, I'm eating them cold. I love cold food. <laughs> just weird, I guess. Um, and then she's like, oh, so it's frozen. I was like, yeah. So it's like, you know, frozen protein, like FroPro. And she's like, that's cool. And she went online. She's like, oh, she's like, oh, that website's taken. And um, she's like, give me your credit card. And like, again, I'm very early in sobriety. I'm in a lot of debt. I'm like, uh, okay. And she like spends $150 and buys, you know, uh, I think it was like www.gofropro.com and .net, that, that, And she's all right, cool. Like now you have a, uh, you have a business and a, and a website, go for it. And I'm like, what do you mean? 
and she's like yeah no this is great you should you should do something with this and i was like yeah i was like okay like you know i went home told my girlfriend i was like yeah like you know so-and-so told me i should do this she's like she's like yeah let me try it and she had no idea i was making it and made it for her and she's like this is this is good and i was like cool so i you know started making it and like those little easy big brownie trays and like cutting it up and like wrapping it in glad wrap and just bringing it with me like i normally did and you know I really didn't touch it or do anything for a year until I got an opportunity. My buddy opened the gym and I started teaching classes there regularly at like the 5.30 a.m. class. It was like all about waking up the sun. And that's a different kind of like spinoff of what I've done with some other stuff. But, you know, I said, hey, would you mind if we shared this with people? I don't want them to know it's mine. I just want the people coming in to try this peanut butter product and I'll tell them what's in it, but please don't tell them it's me. I don't want anybody giving me that like, Oh, the, the newly sober guy that like lost everything. Like, Oh, Hey, great job, buddy. It was, I want honest opinions. And a lot of them were, Hey, this is really good. And wow, where do I get this? And how do I order this? And I was like, Oh, cool. And I got a little bit of confidence. Cause I was again, very low on self-esteem and confidence at that point in time. And one lady wanted to try it she said hey what's in it and she says oh do you do you know who makes it and I kind of was like yeah I and I knew her from class like hey I do she's like listen do you know anything about plant-based and I said no because like I was using like in my closet I had whey whatever else she's like well if you can use plant-based protein I'd really like to try it so I was like cool shot over to vitamin shot got plant-based protein did the same thing brought it to her and she's like this is phenomenal can you make me a hundred and I was like uh, uh, sure. I think she was like, all right, when you do call me, called her, you know, two days later, I was like, Hey, I made a hundred and wrapped them. She's like, cool. I, I have a juice bar. And this is before juice bars were huge. Wow. And went in and kind of like, I, my friends who were lawyers, like gave me this like ridiculous contract. And like, I walked in with like a bag and like, I was like, <laughs> she just kind of laughed at me. She's like, listen, you can throw that away. Cause I'm not signing anything. Here's what I need you to do. Give me the bars. Would you, would it cost you to make them? And I was like, I have no idea. She's like, okay, we're going to do this on consignment. If I sell any of these, I'll pay you X amount of bar. And I was like, okay, that sounds about right. It covers cost. And I, I said, thanks for the opportunity. And I left. And three days later, she called me. She's like, hey, I sold out. Can you make me a hundred more? I said, uh, sure. And I started, I made her a hundred more. And then someone that had tried it that she was friends with had a juice bar that was opening at the town next next door and she's like hey go talk to her and i brought her some and she's like oh i love it i'll i'll buy 25 from you at a time and i was like oh okay and then someone else is like oh these are great where do i get them and got a phone call hey matt can i buy these from you and i'm like sure uh, okay and and again I had no idea what I was doing and, and I really just really enjoyed making this product and people were liking it. And like, you know, there's no Instagram at, you know, and I didn't have an account, like anything like that. I just had a website that I was paying for that wasn't doing anything. And I was writing everything down. I wish I still had it. I, I'd write everything down in pencil and like <laughs> make this product. And kind of as we grew, it just went from like one person giving me a chance to like five to me saying, okay, I have a buddy that has a kitchen who, you know, will rent me the space. I started, you know, figuring out how to get there, you know, buying product, getting it there, making it in the off hours. And so for three years from like 2011 to 2014, you know, I was making and doing everything myself and someone in the kitchen, this, one of the guys that worked for my friend was like, Hey, can I help you? And I was like, oh, okay. Like I can't really pay you a lot, but I'm um, sure. And he started to help me. And, um, 
you know, fast forward, I, again, I don't want to take too much time of this, but like I went from that to you know, 2011 being an idea, 2013, my friends that were lawyers were like, Hey, what have you done with this money? I was like, I haven't done anything, but put it in an account. And they're like, have you paid taxes? I was like, no, I, I don't. What do you mean? I don't <laughs> know what talking about. And they're like, okay, so we got to, and you know, they went in there, dove in and it was, you know, 2013 became a business. You know, my, my girlfriend at the time was running a jewelry design company essentially from the mailroom. And now was like the top. And she was like, you know, I, I want to help you. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, sure. I don't know what that looks like. Cause like I was, again, at this point I was training at a friend's gym. I was working in a corporate um, setting where I was working at a treatment center, helping people and being, you know, kind of admissions guy and helping families figure out treatment options. And then on the side, I was doing this. So like for three years, seven days a week, at some point I was doing something related to my growth as a person and my growth in fitness and health and wellness. And, um, you know, she came on in 2016 and really didn't know what that looked like, but she was the computer, you know, the, like she was a person that could like run the show. Right. Wow. And I'm, I'm, I'm this, I'm sales, I'm delivering, I'm making with now a guy who's working with me. And it was crazy, man. I, I mean, to where we are today, sitting here, you know, and, you know, to continue that timeline, she came on in 2016, you know, we had some ups and some downs and we had some people that tried to like kind of mess, you know, screw us over. And I said, Hey, it's a learning experience and it's not personal and people are going to be people. And that's only because I had a certain way of doing things and suggestions from others that were my mentors. And, you know, we opened this 25, you know, rented this 2,500 square foot space. That was a gym and turned part of it into the kitchen. She had her office and, the, you know, two years later, we knocked down, you know, one of the walls and expanded it the next day over. And, you know, all this time, just sharing the product, growing the product, going to places, going to races, you know, in her coming into the, you know, coming into the whole business, someone said, you know, one of her old like camp friends was like, hey, what's this whole Fropro thing that, you know, I see posted on your Facebook? And she's like, oh, you know, my boyfriend, again, I, she's not my wife, but she's like, oh, my boyfriend makes these bars and you know we're trying to grow this thing and she's like wow she's like, at the time before amazon bought it she's like well i'm the marketing director for south florida whole foods i'd love to talk to you wow and we we're like we're like wow we don't really want to waste your time because we're you know i don't even have the old package but like we were in a ziploc bag <laughs> and you know we went in and, and it comes down to i guess the point you know it's again what we're sharing this about we come in very very intense glass walls everywhere you can see everybody doing anything in corporate I'm like, this is, I'm like overwhelmed. We go in, there's four people sitting at a table like this. Products are everywhere. And we pass out the product, people open it, eat it, you know, do this, put the product down and just sit there and look at us. And he was like, go ahead and tell us about the product. So we start, I start talking about it. Chelsea chimes in. And then she said, listen, guys, you know, um, we can tell you all the facts about FroPro, but the only reason FroPro is where it is today is because my husband decided to get sober and start this company from nothing. Wow. And the guy sitting in the meeting went from this to, that's what I want to hear. And I was like, uh, okay. And I, I, and for me, it's, I'm emotional and I'm like trying not to cry and be like, you know, you watch Shark Tank and anytime someone cries, they're like, get out of here. <laughs> you know, and like, 
And I just kind of was like, yeah, you know, this is a labor of love. This is something that I started. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm learning as I go. I used to be a teacher and a coach. She used to run a jewelry company. We're just trying to figure this out. And, you know, they basically said, if you can do, if you can take the next year and perfect and enhance the experience of this product as a product and they started telling talking to us about things that needed to be on the packaging and how it needed to be packaged and you know just a list you know there's a chance that we can get you in the store and in 2018 we got the chance to you know launch into four stores um and then amazon bought them and i was like great we're out because we're a little guy um, but they kept a local program and four stores became eight stores eight stores became you know, uh, the counties here, which is Palm Beach, Broward, and Miami-Dade, and then it became the entire state. So we went to 32 Whole Foods locations. Wow. And I was like, this is this is incredible. And again, sitting here telling you from wrapping things in an easy-bake oven, like tray, to, you know, now being, you know, kind of we're at a waiting point. This, this year itself has been a lot of, you know, food shows and getting back to post-COVID stuff where we're interacting in person and, and part of a food product and consumer good is I need you to try the product. I need you to taste the product and you make a decision that from the experience of opening it to eating it to finishing it, I'm, that's the only way food products, in my opinion, and most other people's opinions will get any kind of response. And, um, you know, we're kind of just waiting for a couple of things that, you know, we've, we've had some highs, we've had some lows, we've had, we've applied to places that have said they want us and not followed through and try not to take things personally. And, you know, in this, in this business, you know, a conversation and a response is, uh, you know, even if it's a no, it's okay. Maybe now it's not the right time. We'll try again. And, um, you know, we're, we're blessed, man. We're grateful. You know, it, it's crazy. We're finishing the, this year. Like my wife is the CEO, my girlfriend, now wife, you know, we got married, the whole deal. She's the CEO of the company. We have a director of operations who I've known since she was a kid in middle school is now running as, you know, second in command here. We have a guy that, uh, you know, uh, works here that, you know, changed his life in the way that I did and is, you know, started part-time here. And now he's, you know, he's like the third employee here. The two guys that start, or the one guy that started helping me brought his buddy on like a month or two later. They're still the head chefs in the kitchen. And um, yeah, I just kind of come in and now get told what to do. <laughs> so, uh, you know, it's uh, it's crazy, man. And I never thought any of this is, was possible. And, you know, again, highs and lows, uh, you know, there's certain things I would love for, you know, happen immediately. And, you know, we've had to, we've had a lot of hurry up and wait. Um, this year and we've learned you know real valuable lessons that have cost us a lot of money uh, in using you know other companies or marketings or doing things and you kind of have to figure out what works and what doesn't sometimes that lesson is more costly than others um, and either way it's like I can't look at it and you know one of my mentors you know basically says he's just you know when when times get tough he just, he likes to remind me it's like if you were to step outside your office and look at the road he goes pretty sure that's the road you wanted to kill yourself on and our office is right down the road of me almost being home in 2010 thinking of ways to end my life because i was just at the end at the end of the game and didn't want to didn't want to didn't want to play anymore um and, and likes to remind me of that and i need him to because he's just like you know life is pretty good there's going to be hard times but like you got to remember how far you come. And, and sometimes I forget that because I don't know if you're like this 
but you're like, Hey, cool. I accomplished this. Or like you have a goal when you were playing sports, like, Oh, I did this. And you don't celebrate it too much. And you're like, cool. What's next. Mm -hmm. And there's a lot of not being present and kind of focusing on the future, which is necessary for growth. But there's also some, something to be said for being like, wow, this is like really, really cool. And thank God for this experience. And like, thank a lot of people for this experience because it's like, I definitely could have done this on my own. And I think that's a true, um, a true necessity for development in any business or anything that you're doing is realizing that like, you're not doing this on your own. And there's a lot of things that play, what do you want to call it? Universe, something greater than yourself. And a lot of people that have, led you to where you are right now and the plan is unfolding and the plan is going to unfold whether you decide to fight it or not um and, and and again we're just like super pumped to be you know where we are today and you know being able to ex to share that as the journey right and you know it's it's, it's pretty awesome it's exciting man it's really cool to see and obviously you know what i see now i don't i don't get to see all the work that was put in um, in the early stages of building a brand, I get to see it now where it's flourishing. People are excited about it. The branding looks amazing. The marketing you guys are activating. Um, but I think that's what people lose sight of is all of the, the different steps along the journey that put you in the position you are today. It sounds like, I mean, you had some really cool opportunities. People believed in you. They started to kind of, you know, get involved with the brand. But was there any point in the early stages where you had doubt or were like, I don't know if this is the right decision. I don't know what I'm doing. Like, did you ever experience anything like that? simple answer um, I, I had i had this belief in that this was given to me and from another, you know, again whatever you believe in how it sounds corny it sounds like silly um but even when people that love me were poking holes in it playing devil's advocate of like hey but why are you going to go into this market it's you know it's a you know they knew more than me it's a billion dollar market how a cold snack bar in the refrigerator section how stupid is that we live in florida and i value that but at deep down at some like cellular level and again <laughs> when i used to hear people say that i was like this is stupid <laughs> but like i i believed that what i was doing was what i was supposed to be doing and it has allowed me to not only share delicious peanut butter snack bars, but also gave me a platform to do a lot of other really cool stuff. You know, like my wife and the team run this company, you know, I get to do a lot of things for it, but it's allowed me to do some more coaching and work with um, people struggling in sobriety uh, in terms of like helping them figure out what's good for them. It's part of that service. It's allowed me to still train some clients in the gym next door, which I truly enjoy seeing people, get healthier, get fit, recover from injury, um, and, and like do something to improve their life. So I get to do a lot of really cool things from this. And again, the beginning, like I'm not an office guy, like this sitting in my office is probably the longest I've sat in my office for a period of time in weeks. Um, <laughs> because I like to be out and about and I like to do things and I like to be around other people and I like to connect. It's like, I watch you do the same thing. You travel, you, you meet, you, you learn, you, you share, you, you do all of this stuff. And it's so great because it's, again, it's who you are and it's, you know, it's again, what do humans want connection? You know, mm -hmm. what do we thrive? What do we thrive? So one of the things we need to, to survive. And I think it's really cool to be able to have something like this. And, you know, again, like I, I you know, I don't know. And I, and I, 
never thought I would be work for somebody else. But when someone's one of my friends started this really cool, you know, coaching thing, I was like, I'm happy to be of service if I can serve anybody you think I would be able to help. And it, and it worked out. So it's, it's, again, I I'm blessed that I get to do a lot of different things um, and, and, and kind of live a life that I never thought would be possible. I love it. That's amazing. I'm curious, you guys have some incredible flavors. Honestly, you have a very wide variety of flavors. What was that process like? And, and what was maybe the first couple of flavors you started with? And how did you guys as a brand decide when to add new flavors in the mix? That That's a great question. I uh, started with cacao. Uh, and then again, uh, I learned very early on, you're not going to please everybody. And people are going to have suggestions and unsolicited opinions. And <laughs> I try to take them. I try to take them all in stride. But like we went from cacao to vanilla. And we use those as the base. So it's either cacao or vanilla base because like I'm not trying to create a new, you know, blend or anything like that yet. That's coming next year. Um, but go. the flavors were just like, again, selfishly things that I enjoyed. Like I enjoyed, you know, mint chocolate chip ice cream and I enjoyed mint, I enjoyed tagalongs and mint, then mint Girl Scout cookies. So we made it, we made a mint. You know, I like coffee and I was like, cool, let me see like how this will work. And our first coffee was like, you know, ground to where you could get crunchies in it but it used to bother people so we had to go turkish blend and make it super smooth and went to coffee um i'm a peanut butter jelly guy grew up in the northeast i'm a raspberry jelly guy yeah so a lot of people (laughs) are not and they're grape try grape didn't test well um and i truly do base off the flavors off people that are local hey what do you think like the product was created by me sharing it with moms by mm-hmm. me sharing it with their kids and their families because truth be told like mom women women run the show in every <laughs> aspect of life like truly you know like if, if if you can get the person that runs the show to like the product to enjoy it and to give you feedback it was a win-win and i just tried a bunch of flavors like coconut took us a year to get right because it used to taste like suntan lotion it was like so many trials until wow. we found this yeah, you know, I went to the food show, the Expo West, and we met this really, really great, you know, fruit, dried fruit, dried fruit powder company. And they're like, yeah, we can assist you with anything you want. And then that's when a lot of flavors took off and uh, trying to condense them. Um, you know, I've had some really cool conversations with huge brands, thanks to a lot of people that, you know, um, have plugged me into those conversations. And you know, a lot of them have said like, you know, it's great to have a lot of SKUs. It's really good to focus on the top five or six and, and drive those home and occasionally make the other ones. And so, man, I hope to do that. I don't want to take away from the nine SKUs that we have on Whole Foods shelves, but as we grow, really just focusing in and dialing in, like I mean, we've gone through 10 different packaging styles and, you know, we've looked at doing co-packers and, you know, a lot of people are like, oh, why are you investing in infrastructure? And I was like, well, for right now, like, this is what I feel like we have to do. And we made a decision as a team to do it. Um, it, I've quickly learned that I have um, become a mechanical engineer and I've learned how to fix machines, which are never my thing, but like, that's part of the deal. And I think it's something to be said. It's like, you know, there's a lot of people <clears throat> that have money um, and can throw a shit ton of money at something and find the right people and, and come out with something. But I think it's totally different when you can start from the ground floor and know every aspect and every rung of the ladder to get to the point where you are. Cause I don't think you can ever buy that. If that makes sense. Yeah. No, hundred yeah. percent. That's super interesting, man. I, I was super curious about that. Cause that was one of the first things I noticed one, 
the first thing I noticed was one, y'all have incredible branding. I, I love love y'all's packaging and the colors and everything. But two, the, like the Thanks. diversity of flavors and all the things that you guys put out while maintaining a level of health and um, you know, a high degree of healthy ingredients, which is very uncommon to see both really cool flavors and really healthy ingredients, which I think is a cool, um, sh- I'm sure that's something you guys take pride in and use that kind of to <laughs> differentiate yourselves amongst other competitors. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's really cool. Again, as we are growing and we, we realize that, you know, it's tough to get all those flavors out there, but giving the people an option. Cause you know, if I give you as a owner, Oh yeah. You know, like my, my clients love key lime. It's like, cool. Well, we can make key lime one of your staple flavors. Um, but for the most part, I mean, our home runs have been cacao, vanilla, birthday cake, chocolate chip, and marshmallow bananas wow. right around there. But a couple of, you know, a lot of the other flavors are good. But uh, we'll probably start to scale back on those and make those like seasonal or one-time specials and like do limited batches of those just because we want to make sure that as we grow, we're not overextending ourselves. And again, I'm saying that because I was told that by other people that are way further ahead in the consumer products goods business than I am. That's amazing, man. Well, it's, it's exciting, man. And you kind of touched on a couple of things and I don't know exactly what you're allowed to share here, but what are some exciting things you guys are working on for next year? Some plans or projects you have that you're excited to kind of roll out? So we're in, uh, we are in about 18 states. Uh, our goal uh, for next year is hopefully for quarter four this year. And we're, we're praying is uh, we get the green light for uh, the mid-Atlantic and the Northeast with some of our uh, grocery stores, because we'd really like to start going up there and doing what we did here, which is Chelsea and I, my wife and I going up and, and, and literally visiting wherever they are and doing demos and finding the right people that are locals that may have a demo company that we can work with and partner with and supporting, supporting local in that area. Um, you know, I still have a lot of friends up North. I'm originally from New York and a lot of people and, 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 and you know, randomly I'll get texts and DMS of people. And like, I, you know, we have distri- distribution. It's just a matter of getting these accounts and, you know, being able to share that product with them. Um, so I'm really excited about that. Um, we're probably gonna do some collabs with some, uh, some friends in the fitness world um, that you, you know. Uh, so we're hoping that all goes through. I may be a sponsor or I may be kind of a, an attendee, but we'll see kind of how it breaks down. Um, we really just want to share the product. We want to do some serious online, you know, direct to consumer connections and, and specialties uh, that I feel like would serve them more than, you know, again, in addition to the grocery side of things, and the retail side of things. Sure. Um, I've been working on uh, a blend of uh, a powder uh, for two years. Uh, I feel like we're getting close. Um, and if that's the case, then, you know, You'll definitely be one of the guys that gets to test it out first to, to let us know what you think. Um, that will be, you know, a, a probably a separate skew towards the end um, as kind of like a, a thank you or an add on and, and have people, um, you know, instead of just having a snack bar, you can also have the, the protein powder that the that we put into the bar. Wow. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we have a lot of really cool things. Um, we, we had a really great year. Like I said, it was, you know, every year we've grown. This year was kind of a, you know, one of those like plateaus of like, hey, we invested a lot in in infrastructure and and really kind of targeting what we want to do and kind of setting ourselves hopefully, hopefully up for a really, really, really solid start to 2023 and finish and excited about some food shows in Nashville. And like I said, fitness events and just being able to, you know, I'm just grateful to be able to do it. I know it sounds (laughs) 
said, it sounds corny. I'm just grateful to be able to do this and, and have the opportunity uh, to be here today. I love it, man. I'm excited for you guys. And I, I can't wait to support and, and follow along in any way that I can. Um, as we wrap this up, man, you've been incredible. And this, this story is honestly so powerful. And I'm so excited to get this episode out for everyone to hear it. Uh, just wrapping up, is there any particular advice that you would give young entrepreneurs that are kind of getting into this? If you could go back and say, you know, I, I wish I'd have known this, or this is something that's been a, just a core staple or fundamental thing that I've learned that would that really helped me throughout my career. Um, what would that be? You're in the effort business, not the results business. Um, that was told to me at the very beginning, changing my life. If you can go to bed at the end of each day, looking back and kind of do like a inventory process of like what was good and what needs to work on. If you can say you put forth the best effort and everything that you get to do in the day, um, that's the win. Right. And the results will come. Uh, I, you know, it, it, it has been said the other way. It's like, Oh, we have to get results, but it's just like, again, I feel like results are up to the universal plan. Um, and you know, if you set, expectations um you know those are future resentments so i feel like again it's good to have goals it's good to have things that you want to accomplish um but i feel like you know if you look at effort every day and uh, you know being in the effort business and, and whatever it is that your you know brand or business or product or situation is um you know that's been my biggest drive every day and and, and again there are days where my effort is 100 percent, and i have to be like you know not beat myself up and say okay if I get another day tomorrow and I wake up, I got to put my best foot forward and give a hundred percent effort in whatever I do. Um, and if you truly believe in something, uh, again, make sure the people that you're talking to, I know this is a kind of a second add on, make sure whoever you're talking to and that's in your group, um, they're the right people to be talking to. Uh, cause a lot of people will try and tear down and a lot of people want you to succeed, but not succeed too much. Um, so you want to make sure your circle is is truly uh, holding you accountable and, and being truthful and being honest and being supportive um, and not trying to take anything away from them. Man, that's so good, dude. I appreciate that, man. Like I said, this has been a really fun episode. I'm extremely grateful for your time and all the value you brought Thank to you. this conversation. And dude, your story is so powerful. Keep sharing your story because it definitely, definitely helps a lot of people. No, I appreciate it, man. Thank you for having me on the show. I can't wait to hear it and share it with everybody. Let's go. Last question. What's your favorite flavor? Quick. Marshmallow. Used to be oh. Tropical Dream. It's now Marshmallow. I, I've been on a Marshmallow <laughs> kick. I was a hard mint guy, then Tropical Dream guy. <laughs> but Marshmallow right now is on 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 point. Yeah, dude. That's, I know it's a hard question for you because they're all so good. <laughs> <laughs> they, they are. I, I go through phases, though. Okay, that's fair. Well, yeah. like I said, man, thank you so much. I can't wait to drop Absolutely. this, man. And I hope you have a great rest of the year and a great start to 2023. Absolutely. Let's crush it, baby. Let's go. Thank you guys so much for listening to another great episode of the AIM podcast. I hope that you enjoyed this conversation. And if you found value in it, I ask that you kindly share this with a friend. We want to continue to grow this community and help more and more people every single day. If you have any questions for me, if I can ever help you anyway, please reach out to me at Doug Elks on all social. And I'd be happy to help you out. Let's get after this week. Let's crush it. And as always, keep ambition in mind.